Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Mark is having a dilemma here this morning. Virtually, practically a meltdown. If you, if, oh, I'm if not you melting see, now. You can see the panic in your eyes as you're over there shifting things around and moving. Okay. That's what happens when you come through the door at one minute before the broadcast. <laughs> I think you're right. And how early do I get here? Remember my old motto: If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. No, it's my headphones. Uh, we rewired one of the consoles here over the weekend, and everything is fine. It works perfectly. But my headphones are entangled into the wire, oh. so I, can't, I didn't realize it until now. I can't get them on, so we'll have to so, well, fix you have, that. You have a pair of headphones. Well, I borrowed. Good these ones. are Ben's. He left these in plain sight when he left last <laughs> Friday, so I'm going to borrow them. So, All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Shows you spon- can tell we're live, or we wouldn't have had that intro. <laughs> Thank you. Our show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkwk.com. I'm looking up at the screen, and I see that your best friend, E.B., has sent you a note. Okay, so that was sent to onthemarketwkwk.com. You know there's more even at the bottom. Oh, source material. Okay. All right. So you can do what EB did and loves to do to Joe, and that's email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Then you got 150 characters after that. Know that we got a lot more listeners than that. 150 typed characters on the text connect message after you type the word OTM and then a space if you send us a text at 70236. So welcome aboard, sir. How was your weekend? Very good. And yours? Wonderful in every way. Splendid. Got a couple of two, three naps in. That is the standard through which, yes. (laughs) And let's see, went to new ice cream places. uh, Did you try the one out that I told you about in Cowan? Cowan. Uh, no, no, not Cowan. I told your wife. I emailed your wife. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, well, she rejects your recommendations. I know so. she does. She's <laughs> hung up on a stand that's closing. I'm <laughs> trying to cast pearls before her. and <laughs> It's closed. Is it? All right. Oh, Cowan, the, the mill creamery. Oh, mill creamery. Yes, right. yes. We were going to go there, but they're closed on Sunday. Well, yes, they are. They're so we had, we, poor planning on my part. I said, let's go for ice cream Sunday. <laughs> and we try to time it so that we do all of our good Lewisburg stops. We'll get cheaper gas, we'll get ice cream, go to the grocery store, and one other stop in Lewisburg, but uh, we waited till Sunday to do all that, and then the creamery's closed. Well, they're open the other day. What is it, the Old Mill Creamery? Old Mill Creamery, yeah. Okay. Very up, good on, cream. up on 192. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Love to hear from you. You can do what uh, EB did. That's email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Go ahead, Joe. 
E.B. must be frothing this morning. (laughs) All right, E.B., here you go. This weekend, Reuters uncovered and published a 2014 picture of Doug Mastriano in full Confederate uniform. He was a faculty member of the Department of Military Strategy, Plans, and Operations at the U.S. Army War College at the time. Aside from his anti-Semitic and his use of the white supremacist website Gab to recruit supporters, he's apparently on the side of the people who fought to keep slavery. And what's been the response from fellow PA Republicans? They're supporting his outfit, of course. Racism, the major part of the Republican platform. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. And here's the problem with E.B. He always just grabs the surface. If it's anti-Republican, he's right there. He doesn't. He's a mile wide and a fraction of an inch deep. If you look at the story uh, about uh, what Mastriano did, and this is from a Philadelphia television station, the photo, which Reuters said Friday had obtained after a Freedom of Information request, shows Mastriano in the uniform and a 2013-2014 portrait for the Department of Military Strategy Plans and Operations, where he worked until he retired. Reuters said it was told the faculty at the time were given the option of dressing as an historical figure, and while a few did so, only Mastriano showed up in a Confederate uniform. But, you know, many of our national military facilities are named after Confederate generals. And so who is he portraying? I don't know who he was portraying. But <laughs> if we're going to hold that standard, if you know anybody who wears a Confederate uniform, well let's see who is let's see who's a good liberal. Martin Sheen. He played General Lee in Gettysburg. He wore a Confederate uniform and seemed quite proud yeah, of it. Yeah, but not because it uh, Confederate were his mentors. He did so because it was a paid role in a movie. And he was, and Mastriano was told he could wear, dress up as an historical figure. Isn't Robert... Uh, or isn't, well, what's uh, he saying about this? Let's hear I don't his... know what he's saying about it. I oh, that's seen... right. He doesn't talk. That, well, no. They wouldn't publish it if he did. Yes, they would. Now, no, Joe, would. come on. No. <laughs> okay, whatever. The, left, anyway. the mainstream left-wing media would not publish it. Well, that's true. It. Yeah, because he, would, he doesn't talk to us. But, yeah, we've reached out to him for other things. Yeah, I saw this pop up over the weekend. I'm sure there's a logical explanation. I mean, he is a bad enough candidate by himself without this, you know, so he doesn't need this to finally prove to us who he really is. I think we know by now. So well, that's Who is fine. he really? Who have you determined that he is? Just out of curiosity. Well, first I'd of all, he's somebody who doesn't know. talk to the media. He okay, rejects well, the media. a lot of people like that. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm just telling you, you want to know his profile or not. Right, Stop interrupting. Alright. So, uh, he is somebody with uh, racist, anti-Semitic viewpoints and now, it's very much... Where do you much, get that from? Just his previous comments, he's such as uh, uh, abortion for uh, with no exceptions at all whatsoever. Even that's for not the, racism, and the that's life. not anti-Semitism. No, these are the issues that he stands for, which is fine. And he is one hundred percent in lockstep with one third of the state with these beliefs, and he believes this. And Republicans support him. You heard John Gordner says he's a hundred percent behind him, and Linda Schlegel Culver the same thing. So uh, there's nothing wrong Do you with think his. John Gordner or Linda Culver would support an absolute absolute outright racist and anti-Semite. I think Mastriano's hiding all of his true well, feelings. Well, apparently not from you. You've determined that he is a bigot and an <laughs> well, anti-Semite. Look, Mastriano is 100% obvious in everything he feels. Plus, his stop, well, stop obvious, the steal and, and John support and him? Stop the steal and insurrectionists. Are there any of those that appeal to you? Okay, you reject the racism and the anti-Semitism. That's fine. The insurrection part, do you think I don't think he should have participated okay, so you, in January 6th, But no. you are 100% behind Doug Mastriano. No, I'm not. Okay, all right, well, 
then you're I'm this, not 100% behind him, but I don't, one like, of the anybody, smart Republicans I don't like anybody there. being treated unfairly. And for you or anyone else to blatantly say, without knowing this man's heart, that he's an anti-Semite and a racist, just strikes me as what's wrong with this country today. Okay. We're so quick to judge people and not give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, I, he has an I mean, open EB, mic. If, if we're up to EB, all Republicans <laughs> will be shot on sight. Mastriano has an open mic here and everywhere, anytime. He won't talk to the media because, of course, they will ask him his true views on these things. And I wouldn't either if I felt that way. I just wouldn't tell anybody. I would just let the world know. Wouldn't you think know. it would be very easy for him to say, no, I don't believe in anti-Semitism. Some of my best friends are Jewish. That's the kind of response you <laughs> what expect from What him, he right? should have said. Yeah, right. hey, this is the best segment of the whole show. <laughs> That's true. And he should say, I'm not an insurrectionist. And he say, I'm not extreme. And he says, he should say that, uh, you know, women shouldn't die because they're trying, they have, they're having a baby that's already died. Remember, he's 100% no exceptions, well, even for the far, life of a mother. He's too far right for me on that right. issue by a country mile. I'm so not going to argue that with you, but I don't like and characterizing again, people we don't know uh, and assuming that they have these base motives and that they're racist and anti-Semites and probably misogynists and everything else. <laughs> I don't think he's a misogynist. How about xenophobic? I think he loves I women. called him xenophobic yet. Uh, not yet. It's just a matter of time. But anyway, but listen, there is absolutely positively nothing wrong with his viewpoints. Those are valid opinions. A lot, a lot of Americans feel that way. You believe anti-Semitism in the, is valid? In the, well, it's it's an actual opinion. I don't agree with it, but you're welcome to hold it if you wish to. I wish you didn't, but that's your... I don't. But No, I mean, not you. I mean other people. But listen, just let me say this and finish without interruption. If you feel that way, you love everything that Mastriano stands for, vote for him. He's on the ballot. He's a very valid gubernatorial candidate. Not the most recent uh, Franklin Marshall poll, but the Trafalgar poll had him closing up the gap, which makes perfect sense that he would get closer to, the, you know, in the polls before we gets close. If you share the same views of him, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. John Gorner, Linda Schlegel-Culver, Kurt Mosser, all of these people love Doug Mastriano and, and maybe not everything he's for, but enough that he would be a better governor than Josh Shapiro, who they say is Governor Wolf on steroids, which I don't agree with. I've heard with. that comment. But in any event, you know. I, I don't know that I buy that. Right, I mean, I've met the Attorney General. He seems like a decent political guy. Political talking point. And he, you know, but I'm not going to assume that Josh Shapiro, you think, it's almost like saying Mastriano is running against Shapiro because Shapiro is Jewish and he can't stand the thought of a Jewish governor. And although we had one in Milton Schaap and he was a eh, fair to Midland governor. Minus the corruption, of course. Right. Minus the corruption, of course. But, you know... Which has I, nothing to do with being Jewish. No. <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of corrupt Christians in Harrisburg, too. Well, we have a lot of corrupt people all over of all faiths. <laughs> it's like a human f- condition, almost. But, you know, I, and if Doug Mastriano is too conservative, or if you like, if you're interested in voting for a conservative, in this race, you have one choice. It's Doug Mastriano. If you believe overall conservative values, no matter by whom espoused, are what this state needs, then you have only one choice, and that's Mastriano. If, on the other hand, you believe that anybody who holds extremist viewpoints should not be, should automatically be disqualified from being the governor, then you're going to vote against him, and you're going to vote for Josh Shapiro. If you're a Democrat, there's absolutely nothing to dislike about Shapiro and his candidacy. He's a good man. He's been a more than capable attorney general. He's accessible. He's, you know, he's out and about in the community, never hesitates to answer a question. Well, he's or out and about campaigning. Well, he, he was out and about before that. He, I mean, he 
I, I guess you could be cynical and say he's been preparing for this run for the past several Cha-ching. years. <laughs> well, I'm not well, be but that that's cynical. what elected people do. I mean, they use their office to make sure they get reelected. We see that in, in at every level, really. I mean, probably John Gordner is the only person around here that doesn't do sort of token visits just to keep up his, you know, constituent contact so he can stay elected. Uh, and maybe that's what has increased the appeal for him is that uh, you know he's not so harshly political. Well, right. bear in mind that almost all these people, and I have tremendous respect for people like Linda Culver and John Gordner and others, because they don't really have a life. I mean, your whole life is about you have to go to this event, that event, you've been invited here, you've been invited there, you have this ribbon to cut, that uh, uh, Boy Scout to honor. You know, you really have a lot of demands on your time. And, and I think they take it seriously. I mean, people expect their elected res- representative to show up. I don't fault them for that, for being out and about in the community. Yes, it may help them get reelected. But on the other hand, if they didn't want to help people, meet people, why they run in the first place? Are we too demanding of our local legislators? I think we are. I think we expect them, you know, basically to be the uninvited guest at every wedding and funeral in the district, simply because we expect them to show up, to be there. How many hours a week, as though it's like a salary? job, did, or I mean an hourly job, did Merle Phillips and Russ Fairchild and Linda Schlegel-Culver and John Gordner, how many hours a week do they work? I think they're on duty almost 24 hours a day. If somebody calls or somebody has a problem, they get a call. Minus what, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., nobody calls them, right? I'm not certain about that. I, I would think if somebody was upset <laughs> about other times you're on. What call? about when you're on vacation? Of course, your constituent service continues. Well, yeah, you know, you have a staff of people that help you out. Mm-hmm, Nothing mm-hmm, wrong with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still think we have too many state representatives. Although we pay them $100-some thousand dollars, so that's got to be a reason to... But they don't make enough to... Uh, they would still qualify for the uh, tax relief from President Biden on... <laughs> on their student loans. student loans. I think Linda probably saw that issue a couple decades ago. <laughs> All right, let's get to the phones. Uh, we got one caller before the break and then another one after. Stan, you're on the mark. You go first. Yeah, Joe's heard of this, the North-South Skirmish Association, haven't you, Joe? Yep, I have. Okay. And reenactors all over the place. Personally, yep, they go around reenacting Civil War battles. Now, I don't know if Mastriano was a member of that in any way, shape, or form, but I know very few people that would have a full, either a Union or a Confederate uniform in their closet, Okay. (laughs) So, you know, and I'm sure E.B. has all the answers for that. He knows everything about Mastriano, about whether he's a member of that organization or not. Correct? I don't, Other think, than, I don't think or he cares. Or did just E.B. just get that crap from the mainstream media? Like I said, he's a mile wide and a fraction of an inch deep. <clears throat> he, as long right. as it's anti-Republican or anti-conservative, <clears throat> he's right there. <laughs> right. And, and, and But he has no, no comeback, I'm sure, for his dear leader Biden being best buds with uh, old Robert Byrd and the other segregationists in the Senate while he was a senator, does he? No, that wouldn't fit the narrative. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, and, uh, you know, I, I believe it was Biden who got up there and uh, he actually used the N-word on the Senate floor. 
what? when he was a senator. Oh my gosh! If I remember, I'm pretty sure he did. Not, I won't tell you 100, percent but I think I've seen clips of him using that. Okay. He was talking about something in well, one of the laws. It, but it when used, he was, it's funny how it used to be even more taboo than it is now. It used to be you'd never hear anybody speak it. Now, of course, it's in some songs and some songs, and well, people can use it if you are black. Yeah, and, and he and he called during I think it was one of the crime bills how uh, he called uh, black young black men animals in the inner city during one of his floor speeches, and he says they need to get them off the street and blah blah blah. Well, he so should not. Be I don't want to hear ED talk about anything. And Mark. Yes, what sir. is your example of Mastriano being anti-Semite? I'll have, I'll have to look that I up. I asked him that question, too, and I'm yet to hear an answer. <laughs> well, it's just that, one of and the... That's because uh, he probably has none and they can't find any. I won't say for sure. Now, I'm not defending Mastriano. I would have rather had somebody else like Lou Barletta run. But, you know, I will vote for him because Shapiro is <laughs> he's a leftist pig, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say about oh, Shapiro. Come on. Is that really necessary? <laughs> Well, yeah, it is, because he is anti-freedom and anti-American, okay? When he wants to come after my rights, he's anti-American, gotcha. all right? So, and that's, you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, so no I'm sure you're... EB will vote for Mr. Shapiro, and I'm going to vote for Mastriano, so we're going to cancel each other out. <laughs> all right. All right. Anything else on this topic, Stan? We'll invite you to call back, of course. You can get more time later. All right. Now, have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. All right, one 800 We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Now I'm totally bobulated. And, uh, no, Rob, you're still discombobulated. No, I don't think so. I should be good to go. Um, read that if you would. And All we'll right. Hit Tom some of these. says, Linda Schlegel, Culver, Kurt Mosser, Fred Keller, Joe McGranahan, John Gordon, and others would vote for Hitler if he was a Republican. And you would vote for Godzilla if he were a Democrat. <laughs> oh, you guys, what is... Middle school is so much fun. Keep, <laughs> keep going, guys. Next one. All right. E.B. says, conservative values... Uh, apparently, he's having uh, really an emotional hang-up today on Republicans and conservatives. Were just mentioned. What exactly are conservative values? Racism, homophobia, misogyny, overturning elections whose outcomes they dislike, defending an incompetent president who stole top-secret documents, and hid them in his dump of a club, worshiping the guy who cheated on his wife with a porn star. These don't sound like values to me. Oh, well, yeah. let's talk about. Uh, oh, let's talk go. about. <laughs> some now of the, that we're some in middle famous, school, some of our famous Democrats. Uh, oh, look God. about those good.
good liberal values. Right. To, in defense of Doug Mastriano. Says, how does EB view the reenactors that take place at Gettysburg and other sites would not make sense having only Union soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> well, this wasn't a Gettysburg reenactment. This was some sort of a but photo. He was a, yes, but he was. they were told they could dress as an, as an historical figure. Mm-hmm. And so he chose to do that. Okay, somebody who he emulates and is a, a mentor? Suppose down south. Well, you know, one of our great reenactors here in the area uh, who plays uh, General, um, I forget, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank, Civil War General Bad Gettysburg, who did such a great job. <laughs> I'll let you hang there for a while. <laughs> let me hang there. <laughs> Sorry. Well, anyhow, but so, so if you went down south, I guess he would be vilified for portraying a Union general. <laughs> I think John Deppin. Yes, and he portrays. <laughs> uh, Winfield Scott Hancock. Thank you. <laughs> it just takes me a second. I'm getting a little old now. <laughs> J- Joe is uh, using one of the old Intel chips in his head. Yeah, right. <laughs> they planted the wrong chip. I'm sorry, <laughs> Joseph, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I hear you using the term anti-Semitism. Do you no, realize do you know where that term comes from? It means you're against <laughs> Jewish people. That's all we care about. We're not interested in the biblical origin right, of the it. Old Testament. Oh, the I don't want you to do something incorrectly. It does not we refer exclusively to the Jewish people. <laughs> that is ignorance. Okay. <laughs> well, and I'd like to clear then. that up if you give me an opportunity. All right, go ahead. Hurry Why up. is it relevant to our discussion about Doug Masriano? Well, because you're using the term incorrectly. Oh, all right. Well, gotcha. how about we just you say we just agree when you say it. All right. We'll just say anti-Jewish. Is that okay? Can oh, we no, resolve? No. I, I just want oh, to go no. back to everybody use the term anti-Semitic. It comes from the eldest son of Noah, who was Shem. That's where we get the word Semitic from, Shemites, okay? Abraham was of that seed. This no, Abraham no, 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 the, no, uh, no, 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 this is not relevant this to our conversation. This has to do with Doug Mastriano. Well, it. You use the term. We don't care. Understand what you're using. We don't care. We don't. It's not Jews. relevant. Oh. No. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah, what do you think of Doug Mastriano? That's the question. Well, if you want to remain ignorant, then remain ignorant. We do. I, <laughs> That's I suppose our choice. you do. Oh, yes. I was trying to... Uh, reveal something to you. Joseph, there's a thousand things we don't know. Anti-Semitic and what it stands for right. and whom it stands for. Joseph, it is not exclusively to the Jewish people. Okay, there the are a thousand things we don't know, Joe. We don't want people to call in about rocket science because we don't know about that and we don't want to call people about deep uh, modern mathematics because that's not our topic. We're talking about Doug Mastriano. So what's your view on and him? Go right ahead. Pardon me? What's your view <laughs> on Doug Mastriano? He was talking. The candidate, the gubernatorial candidate. What's your opinion about him? I know nothing of him. Okay. Nothing okay. at all. Well, that's I'm his ignorant fault. of the man. That's right. his fault. Well, no idea what he stands for or anything. All right. Fair enough. Well, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to be ignorant. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much, sir. Thanks for calling in, though. Have a good one. Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about 60 Minutes last night, but first, uh, your question about... Uh, Mastriano, well, I'll refer to Shapiro. He's an extreme, controversial left-wing candidate, in my opinion. <laughs> and, uh, okay. it's, it's something we don't hear. We hear about the extremist Mastriano, the left or right-wing Mastriano, the racist, the anti-Semite, all that stuff we hear. But we never hear anything negative on the mainstream media about Shapiro. And all we have to do is go back and look at his behavior during the pandemic, and we'll find out, and we'll know. And people will know he's an extremist and a radical, 
and <clears throat> that, that's my position there. In, now, in what regard, as as I, do you mind me asking, in what regard, what did he do, do during the pandemic that leads you to, as, to hold that opinion of him? Well, he, he was a big player in all the decisions about how we were going to handle the, uh, the voting uh, laws that we had in effect, how we were going to disregard many of them, and, uh, and, and it pushed it down our throats. That, that, that's, that's the one thing about him that I did not like, that he was willing just to have a blatant disregard for rules that were already established and, and cite things that were, you know, really, in my mind, wrong. So, he, but he was willing to do whatever it took to get uh, Wolf's agenda through, and, and whatever, he, whatever Wolf wanted, who was nothing but a fake and a fraud, he, he, he campaigned as a moderate, and he turned out to be just another uh, left-wing Democrat. Now, as far that, that's my position on those guys. Now, as far as 60 Minutes, did either of you guys see that last night? No, not me. Nope. Okay, so we have a government that's designed to, to ensure national security and protection of our country. And they had a story on, it, it happened in 2013, outside of Silicon Valley, where there was a coordinated terrorist attack on a substation. I won't go into all the details, uh, but this happened in 2013. It was well planned out, well orchestrated, and carried out. And then this attack on a major electrical substation kind of was under the radar. I didn't learn about it until, oh gosh, I think it was early 2015, when some uh, documents about a congressional uh, subcommittee uh, meeting came out. So that was in 2015 that I heard about it. And last night, which would be nine years later from when this happened, 60 Minutes did a large segment on the uh, terrorist attack that happened in San Jose on electrical substation. And in this report last night, uh, a, a guy said that it would only take nine substations in this country to be attacked to bring down the entire grid of the country. All right, hold on, Mike. We're going to have to... Hang on or call back. Well, yeah, we'll sure, put you I'll on. hang on. Okay. Well, you're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK. We are finding out about our vulnerable... An electrical grid system from one of our callers. We'll continue that conversation soon. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We're discussing a vibrant uh, series of topics. Doug Mastriano, the gubernatorial candidate. Uh, one of our good uh, listeners sends me a text. Now, I don't have the uh, full explanation of it yet that says that uh, Doug Mastriano's anti-Semitic ties all draw from his support on the Gab website where he gave them financial support. And that particular website and its owner are anti anti-Semitic 
according to our good texter. So that's one so of the reasons. So if you know somebody who's anti-Semitic, you are... Well, if you support their natural. business and you're uh, maybe you participated in the conversations. Again, that's just the first sentence. So you know sentence. the politics and the personal beliefs of everybody you do business with? <laughs> you no, know whether I do oh, not. I don't go there. He's anti-Semitic. Yeah, oh, not, I don't go there. Joe's not going to Best Buy because <laughs> the clerk is a Democrat. Right. So he's not going to buy there. Let's, let's make judgments about right. everybody. So we also uh, just got started b- before the CBS News with about Mike. the vulnerability of our electrical grid. It would only take nine substations, and there's uh, tens of thousands of substations in the U.S., but nine in particular, or any nine could lead to a massive outage. Right. As a result of the attack that occurred in San Jose, there was a study done that identified nine substations in the United States that are you know, so strategically placed and critical to the grid that if they were taken out in a similar attack, it would bring down the entire electrical grid. Okay, and now the the grid. Let, let's just say you turn the switch. Now we didn't do any damage. We turned the switch on our grid and turned it all off. Now that would create a lot of problems to bring it back. Now some of it would be relatively easy, but to get it back completely would be difficult. And I won't go into the details of why that is, but I'm just telling you for a fact, some of the stuff would not come back like you would think. Now. The, my issue is this. This happened, the attack happened in 2013, and subsequently this investigation it looked at it, and we identified the shortcomings, I think probably about two years later, which make it 2015. And now we are seven years later, and it finally gets on the news that our grid is extremely vulnerable to basically what I would call a rudimentary attack. We're not talking about uh, you know something coming from space. We're not talking about real advanced uh, technology, cyber stuff. We're talking about people with, uh, for lack of better words, AR-15s that shot around 90 shots in a substation and took it out. <clears throat> and my, my concern is this. We have a government that's supposed to protect this country. That's one of the things, the most important thing that they're tasked with, to protect the people. And we have known that we have people from over 100 different countries crossing our borders, okay? We've apprehended many of them that have been on the terrorist watch list. And I'm thinking that if you're on the terrorist watch list, you're not the kind of people that are going to just give yourself up. You're going to try to get in otherwise, okay? So people are coming, and it's my concern that they are on the ground. And we have a government that says we have a closed border, but the reality is everyone that has two sets or a set of eyes and can see and think knows we have an open border. And we have a government that refuses to control our border. They refuse to control immigration. And as such, I believe they're making us vulnerable and they're refusing to protect our people. Is it is this because they're incompetent or is this a willful negligence? In either case, I think people really have to decide who they're going to vote for in November. And when I say Shapiro, Shapiro is on board with open borders. Shapiro is on board with the Democrat left and everything that's happening in Washington right now. I haven't heard him on any of the commercials criticize anything this administration is doing. So if we get people like Shapiro in office and we keep the House and the Senate in Democrat hands, we can just expect more of the same. We'll have a country that's not being protected, 
And from what I know about the electrical grid, this is a serious problem. And the, the question I have for you two, if this happened nine years ago, there was a study within two years that identified the weakness of our grid. Why are we just hearing it last night on 60 Minutes? I mean, to me, that is, that's a huge problem that we have, a potential problem, and we finally just hear about it last night. Is the grid, really you're saying that the, the grid vulnerability has not been addressed by Homeland Security or utilities or anybody else, right? Well, from what, from what they said, they, they've done some cursory things. Uh, some substations have been hardened, but it's a, it's a known fact that this is a weak link in our, in our electrical grid, and it has not been addressed. That was the right, message. Well, there's that. Okay, right. so that's all enough about that. And then uh, the uh, as for the porous border, of course, we're very vulnerable there. But why is why is it legal for President Biden to not address the border insecurity? Why is it legal? Why why can't he be charged with a crime but not living up to his oath to protect the nation? Well, that's am I missing a good something? I mean. It sounds it sounds like this is a country that doesn't have the will to be a country because if it, it, you're not a nation if you don't have borders, okay? You're you're just a mass, and and I just believe that you're right. Biden's not doing his job and he's not being held okay. accountable. And All why right. is that? All right, we got. I agree. All right, we got to take up uh, or get the next caller going and well, to, yeah. and do the headlines. Okay. News headlines too. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in with those good right. observations. Appreciate that. All right, Paul, stand by. I got to do. Uh, no, I'll do. You've been waiting. We'll put. We'll do you, and then we'll do the headlines. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. Um, I saw um, on this Doug Mastriano. This just sounds like Democrat opposition research to me. Uh, it was on uh, PBS on uh, Saturday night. They have a half-hour news program, and they were talking about international news and other national news. All of a sudden, they did this segment on Mastriano. They were going to show us a picture, but they gave us three points about Mastriano. They said he was an election denier. They said he was present on uh, at Washington, D.C. on January the 6th, but he did not go into the Capitol. And then they showed us this picture. There was no discussion about it, but it was just the idea that, uh, you know, the man the man is lacking in character. He appeared in a in a <laughs> uh, Confederate uniform that that you know, shows that he's not a worthy candidate or something that they didn't say all that. But that that's, you know, now they said here he is in a. Uh, Confederate uniform. There was no discussion of of any educational purpose that was going on, uh, and, and so forth. That were it just I I I got the impression I was just to assume that he was a white nationalist from this, and <laughs> and I think this is bizarre uh, uh, that the the media would present this like this. Uh, the PB, PBS it, it just looked like. Uh, a Democrat opposition research to turn people off to Mastriano, and they know. If you look into his biography, of course, he is a historian. He's wrote, wrote in a very important book about uh, a World War One uh, war hero, and um, and and if you read of what he actually stands for and what he's pushing for, uh, none of these uh, 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 ridiculous things that are being discussed and all the things said about it, that's not what he's 
that's not what he's pushing in his campaign. His campaign. Well, you look, know? What, look what happened in Virginia. Governor Northam at the time, a picture surfaced of him in blackface, and the Democrats, oh, they were okay with that. You know, he survived. He didn't have to resign. But right. that that's okay. That didn't make him a racist, but by appearing in a Confederate uniform makes Mastriano one. <laughs> yeah, I... I I mean, the fact that he was on the faculty there, and he, you know, he's a historian and so forth. I assume uh, that it it had something to do with a, a purpose of what they were doing on the right. campus and some educational thing. And uh, I, I I don't understand why it's a, it's just a big deal that automatically there's something wrong with him because he had a picture taken in a Confederate uniform. I, it, you know, it's, so, it's really. Are we, to, are we to assume that all the reenactors at Gettysburg that are in the Confederate uniform are also people of low character and shouldn't be elected or hold any kind of public office? Yeah, I, I, it just it just seemed to funny. In fact, that if anybody goes back, I'm sure you can go back and look at that uh, Saturday night thing on the PBS. No, it's uh, been web, all over. It's been everywhere. It, it seemed totally it, it, had a version of it. You know what I mean? That all of a sudden they were talking about a a Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate and uh, uh, just a put down of, of him. It just seemed a very odd thing, but it was injected there as democratic opposition research as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the media had a, a warm feeling over the weekend when they saw this picture, but honestly, I, I really don't think it means anything. It may mean something, but we'll never know unless Doug describes it. In the meantime, you know, the, one of the things I always kind of play through in my head is, are there is there a plausible explanation as to why you would hold in high regard a particular general from, you know, the South, which is certainly possible. We we do hold in high regard Confederate soldiers at times, and and the decision making and the efforts to stand by and for and in front of their troops under various circumstances. So yeah, I I saw that over the weekend, and it wasn't just PBS; it was everywhere. AP did a story, Penn Live did a story, everybody carried it and thought it was you know they were they finally had the gotcha moment of all history. But Doug Mastriano, everything else he stands for is enough for some folks to vote for him and other to vote against him without that Confederate picture. For example, Joe, that middle email right there describes why Doug Mastriano has so much support. said, I will hold my nose and vote for Mastriano. This anti-American freight train has to be stopped. Shapiro, Wolf, and the PA Supreme Court broke the law in 2020 and got away with it. All right, right, uh, Paul, thank you so much for calling in. Much appreciated. Take care. Have a good day. You too. All right, we're going to do brief news headlines, but if you would like to weigh in on the topics of the day, call 1-800-795-9565. The uh, anti-Semitic nature and or the Confederate uniform and or the views of Doug Mastriano, extreme as they may be to some folks, perfectly acceptable to a wide swath of Pennsylvanians. And so he is, I still predict he's going to be our next governor. I know the polls don't seem to bear me out on this, but Lawrence's worthless poll shows that he's closing the gap. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And even though they hold their nose when I say it during our anti-Semitic conversation, the Sunbury Motor Company, very proud to be the sponsor of our open discourse show that we're enjoying here. Incidentally, tomorrow, the Open Discourse Coalition Director 
director is going to be calling the show about the cancel culture that's alive and well uh, in our area at, at local schools and national colleges. And they'll talk about uh, the things that the Open Discourse Coalition in Lewisburg is doing to try to stop that. So we'll talk about that tomorrow with our guest at 830. Now the headlines, President Biden expected to visit Pittsburgh next Monday and is likely to attend the city's famed Labor Day Parade. The president's appearance is at one of the largest gatherings in the nation on Labor Day. Of course, he's coming for two reasons, just to bolster his own support and to support labor. But he'll also campaign for Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman while in town. More young people are getting colorectal cancer. Exactly why, we do not know. The numbers are up for individuals ages 18 to 35, says Dr. Ruin Seely, a Geisinger gastroenterologist. This is a concern because, you know, our normal screening guidelines start at 45, and so we're missing a big population of people who are developing colon cancer, and this is actually sharply increasing, actually more than quadruple the amount of cases in the past few years. All right, sorry we busted your eardrums with that. You can hear more from Dr. Seely on the WKOK podcast page. Tragic story out of South Carolina, a 17-year-old Pennsylvania Pennsylvania National Guard soldier died last week during training in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. 17-year-old Private Alyssa Cahoon of Pleasant Mount, PA, in Wayne County collapsed during physical training. Apparently, she had a congenital heart defect that is also borne by her twin sister who was undergoing the same training and now will have an internal defibrillator to help make sure that the same thing doesn't happen to her. But tragic death. Just a superlative kid in every way. 17-year-old died during training with the uh, Army National Guard. Uh, state environmental officials are addressing some issues associated with the Chesapeake Bay. Two earlier bay cleanup plans were widely criticized for failing to achieve pollution reduction goals and for lack of funding to implement them. This latest proposal contains assurances that all of the state's needed cleanup actions will be in place by 2025 with the money provided from Pennsylvania's share of American Rescue Plan Act funding. The proposal would reduce nutrient and sediment pollution from 33,000 farms in its port of the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Opponents won an even bigger pledge because the farms in Pennsylvania are the largest contributors of nutrients to the bay. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thank you so much. Uh, some other uh, conversation continuers. Uh, let's see. Joe and I now have Hope. Home Depot is congratulating one of their 90-year-old workers. He, they say he's uh, Home Depot's oldest worker. He's 90-year-old Bill Van Nuenhuis. And for the last 10 years, he scans inventory, stock shelves, and helps customers. So uh, there's a guy at the Sealand Grove Lowe's store that's probably about... 90 also. Uh, Mickey Mantle, remember last week we said uh, for what, if uh, who wanted to buy your vote? Oh yeah, uh, President who's our president right now, not President Biden. Trump. President Biden wanted to buy your vote like he's doing with the college loans. Somebody said, well, a Mickey Mantle ro- rookie card would be sufficient. Well, now we right. know the value of one. A Mickey Mantle rookie card just sold for $12.6 million. So that would be a lot. Someone got more money than cents. All right, so to speak. Right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Any, anything on the screen you wish to read? I, our friend E.B. is commenting again. Is Stan on drugs? Nothing he said was true. This 
This is why it's hard to take conservatives seriously. All angry talk and no facts. Well, I think he beats occasionally short on facts, too. Uh, yeah, Just well, me, I might be wrong. And he only f- picks the ones that suit his... his uh, <laughs> position. All right. Biden's on board with the one world government. That's one of our texters says, our writer said that. And then uh, this is a good point. He says, I was shocked by the 60-minute show last evening. This show in itself was a threat to national security. With a country filled with domestic and international terrorists, we are now telling them how vulnerable our electric grid is and giving them ideas they may not have had. There are certain things that should be made public and others that should not. Very thoughtful and very true. All right. Al, you are on the mark. Oops, did I close the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, you did. Thank you. <clears throat> I went to Bucknell for nine and a half years. So <laughs> okay. I, I should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I work well, there. We're not giving you your money Anyway. Back. Oh, you were employed there. Doing what? Yeah, I was employed there. A uh, little bit of everything. I started as a custodian and animal caretaker and um, but you was on the maintenance educator. crew, plumbing crew, electric crew. You didn't teach? Uh, no, I was a floater. Okay. I floated around all the other crews and helped them out. I'm sure you were. Moved all the moved all the books at the library, over a million books in one summertime, and uh, did all kinds of things. Okay, them. sorry I asked. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. I didn't even tell you about the baboons and the snow monkeys that I worked with. But anyways... Uh, Let's not insult the faculty. Yeah, I know. Well, they used to call me when they needed common sense. And what reminded me of Bucknell is I always used to say they have more dollars than cents because of some Mm -hmm. of the stuff I had to do in reverse and so on and so forth. Yeah. Anyways, Mastriano was portraying uh, the Democratic side of uh, the nation's civil war when he put on that uniform. And they're the ones that are all bent out of shape about it. And Mastriano is probably a better military man than the politician. Uh, he's he's there to serve. He's not there to make a living. He's already made his living. He's going to do fine. And he's, he's enlightened on everything that's been going on, and he knows how much trouble this nation is in. And he saw the cheating in Pennsylvania. He saw the not putting out the story about Hunter Biden. He saw Hillary Clinton get off. He's well informed and he knows it's a two-tier justice system now. And he's probably going to come and uh, pull some of his military tactics and get things done. Hopefully make it better. So... I wasn't real fond of him, but he's got my vote so well, Yeah, one of our listeners says he's going to militarily take over the government if he doesn't win. Do you see him? Well, we, might need, we might need a good um, strict you know, law enforcement for a while just to get things straightened out again. Mm-hmm. That uh, broken window type thing, and you see a bunch of guys standing on a corner, check that out. Be a little progressive. Now, you know? I have a quick so question for you. Hunter Biden is being investigated, probably at least two that I know of. So he is, you know, whoever's doing the FBI or Justice Department. But when President Trump, you know, the Justice Department and the FBI and CIA, they all kind of swing left or right behind whomever is leading them. So during the four years of the Trump administration, why wasn't Hunter Biden prosecuted? Because they are against Trump, because he's not part of the establishment, and he's fighting the establishment. The Republicans are part of the establishment. Okay, so and they... he, probably some of the information he had there might have something to do with Hunter Biden. Okay, so and they were he was defying... probably trying to preserve some stuff. 
They were defying President Trump's direction to make sure that Hunter... And then they go in and they turn the cameras off. Keller was on Fox News, and he really did a good job. They asked him about it, and his main thing is why they turned the cameras off when they got there, and why were they wearing backpacks when they went in. And then they find the important papers mixed in with newspapers and magazines. I mean, it just sounds like a plant. It, It sounds dirty. It's not right. Turning and, the cameras off. You think they'd want the, the cameras, cameras on for If the cameras time. were off, why is it that President Trump was able to watch in his lawyer's office, and now uh, Don Jr. says he has tapes that he'll release in an eventual fashion, if the cameras were off? Good point. How was that possible? Maybe they, they made him turn them off. They made the lawyer and everybody turn them off. They may have... You know, circumvent it and turn him back on. I would. <laughs> right. I'd want. I wanted a record of it. And maybe he's just listening to his lawyers and letting and, it all. And what is President? At the same time. What did President Trump? I mean, he he has probably cleared this up. What does he say about this? He says the cameras were off. Well, he said the cameras were told to be turned off. Okay. And now. Now you're telling me this. And well, I, yeah, the, not the, what's the Washington paper, not the Post, but the other one said that the, he, he are. Uh, no, the Times, no, Times. watched it at his lawyer's office starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time when he was there for another topic related to his uh, non-testimony the next day. I don't know if that actually showed them going through the House. There was coverage the whole time. I watched it that night. I was amazed what was going on. Yeah, I and think the if I were already if, gathered for the support, yeah, if I think there was if a lot I, of coverage. If I were President Trump, I think I'd probably hold a little news conference and clear up some of these questions. I don't know that they're actual discrepancies. Well, I'm going down to listen to him. Know. He probably has a whole. I'd listen to him at least once a year. Go see him. Where's he going? Where he's at? Yeah, Usually in Pennsylvania. He'll be up in Pittsburgh. Oh, well, that's Saturday. Oh, Mohican Sun. That's right. right. Yeah, Mohican Sun, and he's going to be up there, and I'll probably go up and sleep in my chair in line overnight so I get up front like I usually do. (laughs) Well, good for you. And then you turn the chair. You don't take the chair in, so take an old chair if you're going to go because they... You can't take anything in, so you lose your chair, your umbrellas, your canopies, whatever you bring. Maybe it'll be there when you come out. Now, the industrious young people come pick it up and then they rent it to you when you go to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) That's capitalism. They must be Democrats. All right. Yeah, that's what we're teaching. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. Yep, bye. All right. I got to take a quickie break. I'm way behind. You're way behind. Where am I? You're somewhat behind, but I'm I'm part. I'm the one who's supposed to push the button. Well, then I don't need to take the break. No, we'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah, you keep talking during the break. And while I'm at it, There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. So she'll be one of our producers. She'll be in the room. 
interrogation as time goes on. So that'll be nice. Joe, you can read. You've got a thousand words in front of you. All right. E.B. was certainly, you know, busy with his fingers here today, says, One of your callers said Mastriano saw the Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden issues and is here to serve. Funny how he's not serving by calling out Trump for stealing top-secret documents and putting our country at risk. <laughs> Conservative hypocrisy. E.B., we don't know what those documents are. We know that they had certain designations. We don't know whether they were classified or whether they had well, they been were, de- yeah, We know they were classified. We don't know whether they were declassified prior to their removal. No, they weren't declassified by anybody but the president. But everybody that knows how this works says the president can't just decide. Well, I heard a, a, a Jonathan Turley, who was a constitutional law expert, say the president is the decider. So it's about perfectly what's. legal. So, yeah. And I, I think you point, and you and I are just living out what is a, a huge unanswered Answered questions. Ninety-nine percent of what is to know about this, we don't know. No, you're okay. right. We don't know. Anyway, but on. let's assume that he's done the worst. I mean, EB's going to assume that. But if it were if it were Joe Biden, they'd be saying, "Oh no, he he had every right to take those papers." Oops, I got rid of your email. <laughs> yes, Sorry you did. Here. Sorry. All right, one of our other emailers says Mastriano is racist by party affiliation. Not so wearing the uniform should be no big deal. I guess they mean the Confederate uniform. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't carry that story over the weekend. I saw it was all over the place, but um, I, it just didn't grab my attention. Uh, lower, oh, the whole right side. Yeah, you well, got a lot I'm of text. I'm having trouble with the third one down. Uh, let's see. Uh, when Trump was made the, call, made the call to Zelensky, Biden wasn't a candidate at that time or even considered to be. That's a fact, E.B., uh, President Biden is coming to Scranton tomorrow, and Doug Mastriano has praised QAnon. Wait, let me stop you there. We've done stories about President Biden coming to town, so we're, we're not overlooking him. We're just, he's been in previous stories. This trip was announced a week we ago. We wrote a song about him, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's handing out all, he's handing out all <laughs> the Mickey goodies Mantle to all the boys cards. and girls. Okay. All right, Doug Mastriano has praised QAnon and 9-11 theories, and he tried to overturn the last presidential election. Lou Oh, wait, no, that's not what it says. It's looser. He's looser than looser. the next guy. Well, I assume he meant loser. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. In what way did he try to overturn the election? I know he was at that protest in Washington, but he's he not. Wasn't he had, didn't he have something to do with the alleged? Uh, well, he's one of the electors. delegates. He's one of the fake delegates. I oh, guess okay. uh, that's kind of a stretch. But anyway. And to our FBI protecting Americans, they are Republicans are against them since Trump's uh, since Trump's raid, and that needs to stop. Uh, E.B., the raid on Mar-a-Lago was an attack on the Democrats' main rival in 2024, something Trump was accused of and impeached over concerning Biden and Ukraine. And hey, E.B., it was the deep state corrupt FBI that interfered in the 2020 election, having the tech giants block the Hunter Biden laptop story to benefit the Democrats. All right. And of course, that's come out again, that they were stopping that from being published and printed and commented upon. All right. We now do the Wikipedia portion of our show where Chris corrects all the lies that Joe and I have no, said. No, you couldn't collect, <laughs> correct uh, a tenth of the lies you put on the air already today. Sorry. <laughs> this is just a joke. <laughs> I got you. It, uh, very, first very of true. all, about the electrical grid. Guess where there is money to secure the electrical grid? Uh, in, in Sound familiar to you? No. Okay. It was in that last bill the Democrats passed. Oh, I got the you. one that, that created the, the all the phony stories about armed uh, the, the 
IRS coming for you and a bunch of lies by Republicans about it. There's money in that bill to secure the electrical system in the United States. Thank you. So he's, we're doing, he's doing, Biden's doing the job once again, and Mike criticizes him because he knows nothing and only listens to junk. We have partial information. Doesn't know nothing. So, in other words, that whole bill is justified because there's one good thing in it. Is no, but I'm telling you where it is, though. Okay, well, now. that's good. I'm glad there's money in there for that. Let's hope it gets spent for that and not to reduce oh, something yeah, else. Oh, yeah, let's hope you say something right once in a while, too. There you go again, always insulting, never polite exactly. or courteous. Exactly, that's what you were doing to me just then. I was not. I yes, was just commenting were. on... <laughs> go ahead. On, you middle schoolers, okay. knock it off. Please, Joe, have a discussion for a change, huh? I Instead would, but you topic, don't seem to be willing all over to the do place. that. And your comparison, your comparison to the Virginia guy with the Virginia governor with Mastriano is completely wrong. Oh, yeah, why? Because if it... I'm just going to go on. Why all do you right. have to interrupt to ask that? <laughs> Where do you think I was going next? I don't know. It's never easy to tell with you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, there you we go. We just know it's going to be far left, but go All ahead. All right. All right, shut up then. Yeah. I'll tell you why. We don't because use that phrase no, here. If no, he that, had come but that's what I expect from Chris. Before the election, he wouldn't have been elected. And that's the comparison with Mastrano. No. Does the uniform make him racist, pro-South? No. But that's... As an issue, if, a, if anybody was doing, else was doing that in the middle of a race, which included things like his anti-Semitic connection to the, the, the blog site where he paid the anti-Semitic owner $6,000 as a campaign consultant, that's how it was listed in his campaign expenditures, and he's trying to attract people who are anti-Semitic and racist and white nationalists to his cause. That would be an issue for anyone. Now, it does certainly is not a proof, uh, any proof of racism or illegal. It's a proof. It's a question of taste. It's a question of judgment and a few other things, perhaps. And it fits in with these other things quite nicely. But you never hear. I mean, my point was that Northam survived that. He survived it because his Democratic partners didn't demand that he resign. There were calls some for his resignation did. from some Republicans. People, some Democrats are asking for, were asking for his resignation at the time. But he didn't resign. But once you're elected, you don't get. You you have to be impeached for something. Okay. That's certainly not an impeachable offense. Well, let's say a Republican had done that, appeared in blackface. What do you think the reaction would have been? You think it would have been the same? It would have been. It would have. Uh, he would have survived it, and it you would have gone so? on. You think a Republican would have survived think. that? <laughs> because the Republicans wouldn't pressure, even try to pressure, to make anybody resign because of that. I'm talking about what the left would say. Meltdown. I, I'm talking about yeah. And who, who, who brought up the? What's the matter? It would have ended the same. He wouldn't have resigned. Exactly. Well, I disagree. But go ahead. Okay. And the Mastriano stuff, uh, first of all, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania 
said the change was okay. It was not illegal. It was not a fix in the election. With their change of voting because of COVID. And I think the uh, uh, appeal to that went to the Supreme Court, and they chose not to hear it. So that makes it perfectly legal. I think they didn't hear it and because so they said it wasn't no their jurisdiction. It's attempt to, to steal the election. And having tech companies make judgments and do something is not, is not stealing the election either. I mean, they make questions, they make decisions about what's news, what isn't news, and everything. It has nothing to do with stealing the election, no matter how much your right-wing callers say it does. <laughs> but they admitted that they but, soft-pedaled the story because be the FBI fake called elector them. is trying to steal the election. They admitted that they soft-pedaled the Hunter Biden story because they were pressured. Who? They did. That was a, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name who runs uh, Twitter. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes pressure from the guy. He just folds all the time as soon as anybody in charge. He said. He said he regretted. Right. He said he regretted yeah, doing yeah. it. He folded and over like still, a piece of white what, bread. <laughs> what's What's your point there, though? What's illegal about any of that? Twitter is biased. <laughs> I think he must what be thinking. What is illegal? Did they use uh, government pressure to threaten his business? I don't know. Maybe do they that? did. Maybe they did. Joe. If the government comes yeah, after maybe you. maybe they did. Right, That's great on. evidence. If the Good evidence, Joe. The That's how your evidence goes when you're in the, the booth. Go- if the government calls. Maybe they did. Of course, you don't ever want to hear a contrary opinion. If the government, okay, I want to hear it. If you have a fact, give me a fact. If about the it. government calls you and says you should hold back on this story, there's nothing there. The implication is that something will happen bad to you. And that's if what you they called up and see, said. See, you never listen. You never listen. Is never, that what they called up? Never and mind. Said? Have a nice day, Chris. Well, did well. I'll what? ask the question. Said so you did the government call Twitter? He said that they were they were pressured. To withhold How? the story. By the government. I don't know. It's his story. Have no facts, Joe. It's his story. Tell him he has no facts. I'm just repeating what he Chris, said. Chris, you have no facts. <laughs> what? All right, we got to move on. Uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. we got to hit what, the road. You want to go in that circle? Nope, we got to go. <laughs> I don't think so, exactly. Thank you so much, Chris, though. Very much appreciated. We always appreciate it. Sure, the, I, I appreciate Joe, too. The factual segment of our broadcast day. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah. If he well, has any, I'm factual. sure he'll share them with us. <laughs> always appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Got open lines. 1-800-795-9565. Got one text, one email. We'll take more. The phone calls go to 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Make sure you include the keyword OTM. Chris telling Joe to shut up was uncalled for. This attitude should automatically prove he is unworthy to be listened to. He should have been censored. Well, Chris usually does say that yeah. kind of nasty stuff to me, so well, we I've learned to live with it. We don't censor people just but here, for that. Here is Somebody the, called Shapiro Pig today. Right, right. Here's the story that he says I have no facts on. In a stunning admission, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg claimed that his social media platform only 
only censored the New York Post bombshell story about Hunter Biden's laptop after the FBI came to them and advised them to do so. And what is the FBI? It is a norm of the federal government, a norm of the Justice Department. It's a norm. It's a norm. You've so, got to have a norm. If, if it but in Chris's world, that doesn't matter. We need more norms. Uh, let's see. One of our listeners says, hey, EB, your values are weaponizing the government against political opponents. You support those unconstitutional criminal actions by President Biden. All right, and upper right-hand EB, corner. EB again says, from your crazy callers today, I've learned that everything bad, every bad thing ever said about Joe and or Hunter Biden is absolutely 100% true. And every bad thing ever said about Donald Trump is the result of the deep state trying to take him down. That sound you hear is a million cuckoo clocks going cuckoo. off simultaneously. Cuckoo. But hey, Trump is totally going to be indicted for his theft of top secret documents, and you all know it. Have fun while you can, wing nuts. The orange imbecile is going to jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> People are a little wound up today. I, I don't think that, you know, we really know what those documents were. Once we do, I mean, All that right. redaction, did you see the, re, the redacted list, the pages? Mm-hmm. Like 90% uh, of it's black of it. lines across the paper. You know, right. it's like saying today is Thursday and then everything else is redacted. Here's a Republican version of facts. All right. Zuckerberg was the social media person discussing the FBI's request to disregard information on Hunter Biden due to the fact it was potential Russian disinformation. He, Zuckerberg, discussed this on the Joe Rogan podcast last week. That's where it came from, yes. All right. Appreciate that. Thanks for the email. Al, you get 60 seconds. Wow, that's all. That's good. Anyways, uh, what the uniform represents is turning the tables. And when Mastriano said, and like I said the other week, if Trump does sell secrets to the Russians, and nuclear secrets at that, um, and put everybody at risk of nuclear war, he should be shot before midnight. Trump. Um, that's treason, and that's uh, going exactly against the whole country and everything we stand for. President going Trump. Going in with the Russians. Yes, I believe that's and, what uh, talking about. Okay. So if, if you believe that, that's what should happen. Well, Like you said, we don't only have 99% of the facts unknown. We, re- we only want him to not run for president in 2024. The rest we don't care about. <laughs> and they'll do anything they can to stop him. <laughs> That's right. There you go. We're all pigs. I'll tell him that when I see him one Saturday. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Are you sure to tell him you love him like you yes. did the last time? And tell him that he should call the talk show. I'll tell him to call the talk show. Oh, hold on, Dan. I hate to do this to you. Stand by. You're going on the air in two and a half minutes. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Bay City Rollers. Isn't it? What year? Mm-hmm. Sweet City Woman, 74? 
right. I think you make that mistake every time this plays. It's Isn't the Stampeders. It Stampeders, that's right. I do make that same mistake every time. <laughs> Who are the Bay City Rollers anyway? Why should we Saturday care about night. them? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, both of you, for dragging down the show. No, Saturday Joe, night's all Joe, right for not fighting. you. You elevate the show. <laughs> well, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Joe drags it down. Everybody's a little wound up today, though, Joe, even Joe. All right. Uh, the Sunbury, I'm not wound up. Don't you say I'm wound up. Sunbury Motor Company. They are looking for some great behind-the-scenes employees to help keep their superlative shop going. 107 years strong, and now they're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in the quick lane, car, light truck, heavy truck, body, frame, alignment, and towing departments. If you're an experienced technician or you would like to start out being a technician, now is your time to do so. Go to sunburymotors.com. You can also build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specification while you're there, or go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. There are master towing services as well, so your next job and a lot more could be at the Sunbury Motor Company. Lots of folks are talking about the K5 and the Kia Nero. My lovely bride saw the Kia Nero over the weekend and said, boy, that is a sleek car. Yes, it's the perfect vehicle for a lot of families. It marries up the ridiculously high fuel economy that most of their vehicles have with two rows of roomy seats, but a sporty-looking package. It also has an electric drive unit if you'd like to go like maybe uh, 139 miles to the gallon or so as the EPA equivalent. But even on the gasoline, it's 43 miles to the gallon average, which means you're going to be in the 50s for the uh, motor, er, for the gasoline mileage on the highway. 1.6 liter, four-cylinder engine is the main engine, but you're going to get uh, very high fuel economy. The electric version, 239-mile range. So it is just a fantastic vehicle. I'll tell you more about the electric version, but the gasoline version, I mean, you can't pay more than 44000 bucks for this vehicle. Small cars, got two rows of rum- comfortable seats, and no rumble seats. Sorry. You got to say comfortable seats, right? <laughs> or a rumble seat. Rumble Maybe seat. that's where I was headed. Uh, they should be put them back in cars. Why did they, the rumble seat was in the very back of the back of the vehicle. Instead of a trunk, right. It was just, it opened up and let other people sit there instead of having a trunk. So in case you were full up. Okay. Automatic emergency braking and uh, lane holding and all the other schmancy stuff is on that vehicle there. All right. SunburyMotors.com. Uh, Dan, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. Nope, I didn't push the right button. There we go. Dan, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, hey, Al, send him a double shot of love from Dan from New Berlin, too. <laughs> It'll give him a double shot of his love. But anyway, Mastriana, they just want to paint him as a racist, you name it. And we know it's not true. I mean, every even the left know it's not true. How do we they know that, Dan? Pay- Dan, I'm curious. How do we know that? Because I, I don't agree with Mark that he's a racist or anything like that. But how do we know he's not? Well, he's a Christian believer. Hey, so that may, means he can't possibly be a racist. Nope, he's not. Okay. But they want okay. you to think he is. And they're probably doing a good job if you're starting to let you think that. At PBS, I'll tell you what, I, years ago I watched their news, but they're so in the tank for the left. They're like Hannity is for our side on the left. So if you watch PBS, CBS, all of them, 
you're watching commentary on the news. You're not watching news. Is it so, possible, Dan, that your conservatism taints the way that you see or hear the things they say? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm very. I listen with taint both the way I ears. See it. Pardon? Okay. I said, "Taint the way I see it either." Right. It, it's just a. It's a sad thing, you know. I know, Joe. You like to tell us you won't listen to Hannity. I listen to Hannity, but I also listen to PBS, and you can sort out the facts. But you, but they're both commentators on the news. Public T, public PBS is as much a commentary as Hannity. I have to admit, Hannity has more facts uh, than they do. They're simply propagandists for the left. It's sad that the networks became that. You look at your guests you get on here, uh, you know, that you get from CBS. They're propagandists for the left. I'm, it's just the way you got to call it what it is. Wasn't Hannity a propagandist for the right? I, oh, you can say that. Yeah, well, but he doesn't you, say that he's objective. He's right. That's the point. Most of the time what he says is right. If he makes a mistake, he'll come back later and correct it. Hannity, well, you won't ever, you will never have PBS, CBS, the whole work, never come back and apologize for anything unless they're really caught dead-handed, then they have to. <laughs> then they have to. Does President Trump, has he learned to apologize yet to all the many people he's offended over the years? He didn't ever offend me yet, and he's not in an orange jumpsuit as the left would have him for six years. He's supposed to be in an orange jumpsuit. That'll never happen. All right, we got you, Dan. Thank yeah, you so you much for calling have in. a great day. Hey, you too, buddy. Dan. Dan. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for participating. We've got a guest tomorrow talking about the cancel culture and putting an end to it once and forever, everywhere. This is WKOK Sunbury.